serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus is Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. Thank you all so much for joining us. We appreciate you guys for showing up. Thank you for joining us for the first Bible study of 2023. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and tag a friend. Go ahead and like the uh, broadcast. Go ahead and share it to your stories, to your pages. Uh, listen, man, as we get into these messages going into 2023, I pray you guys will be encouraged by them. I pray you guys will be blessed by them because we're continuing on in our same series uh, that we've been on. And, and we pray that you guys get a renewed focus and a renewed mindset concerning uh, renewing the mind <laughs> so that we can uh, go into 2023 excuse me, with the right foundation so that we can carry it throughout the year. And that's what typically people like to do, especially at the beginning of the year. People like doing New Year's resolutions. People like setting new goals. People like setting new objectives for their businesses, for their family, for their household, for their careers, all of the above. And so uh, the purpose of sharing uh, some of these things that we're going to share tonight is uh, to go ahead and, and, and get in front of the excuses. Let's go ahead and get in front of the things that will cause us to not stay on our foundations and keep us on the resolutions that we make, the new goals that we make. Uh, and, just, and just plainly point out, point blank, just sticking with Christ, no matter no matter what happens, no matter what is going on, uh, because there will be things that will come. There will be things that the enemy will try to do to try to get us off of Christ, to try to get us off the word, to try to get us off his promises. And man, we need the word to do it. I mean, to stay on there. We need the, we need the Holy Spirit to stay on his promises. Uh, we need everything that we need to, to stick with God. And so we need to uh, go into this year believing and knowing that no matter what happens, whatever God has promised us, he will fulfill it. And in 2023, this will be our best year yet. I've been saying that to a lot of people. I've been consistently saying it because I always believe that the, the current day that you're currently in will be the worst day that you've ever experienced. You have nowhere else to go but up. So if you had the best day of your life so far, guess what? It can get a whole lot better than what it is right now. Amen. <laughs> if you've had the worst day of your life, guess what? You have no other way else, nowhere else to go but up. You have nowhere else to go but progress. So uh, I just want to encourage you guys in that. Listen, because we all deal with it. We all have bumps. We all have bruises. We all have challenges. Listen, uh, we all, we all need to encourage each other. And so at the end of the day, we need to all get in here and understand what we're going to be talking about tonight so that we can hold each other accountable so that we won't allow excuses to be a reason why we don't step into everything that God has called us to. So we won't allow excuses to keep us from the things that God has promised us. Amen. And so um, let's get into it tonight. But before we do, let me go over a couple of announcements as you guys are already doing. Thank you all as y'all come in, uh, commenting on the broadcast. Uh, 
If you haven't done it already, if you have a friend who you think this message may be a blessing to or a family member, go ahead and tag them in the comment section. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, you can go ahead and share this to any one of your social media platforms. So, hey, come on in and join the conversation. Uh, go ahead and do that. Tag a friend, like it, share it. We appreciate your engagement because, again, engagement sets your expectation to receive. And it also helps us get the word out to more people than what we can do on our own. Hey Amen. If you haven't followed us on all of our social media platforms, we encourage you to do so. If, and if you have, go ahead and invite some of your family and your friends uh, to do so as well. Because listen, what was a blessing to you more than likely will be a blessing to somebody else. I can go ahead and tell you that. And so if you if you haven't invited somebody to join our, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our TikTok page, any one of these pages, our, uh, all of the pages that we have, we encourage you to do that because there's a word that will be coming across those platforms just for them and they will be blessed by it. Amen. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube or the podcast, we encourage you guys to do that as well. Again, the podcast goes out every Monday at 6, uh, at 6 a.m. on Monday morning so that you can start your week off right. So podcasts are the thing for you. Uh, downloading the podcast and listening to you, listening to it on uh, anywhere podcasts are being played, that is where you want to get BJ Piggy Ministries uh, messages. So uh, subscribe to anywhere uh, podcasts are given and you can get those messages every Monday at 6 a.m. If you haven't uh, followed us and subscribed to our YouTube page, uh, I, I like again, I like YouTube. I like subscribing to stuff on YouTube because, again, that's where I get a lot of my information. That's where I get a lot of my content. I watch silly stuff. I watch financial stuff. I watch marriage stuff. I watch all kinds of stuff on YouTube. And, you, and, and there's anything that you can pretty much get on YouTube. And so that's why I encourage people always to go subscribe to the YouTube page because it's just my favorite form of content. Plus, YouTube is on every smart TV. YouTube is on every smart device. So if you ever want to catch the videos, if you ever want to catch the lives, if you ever want to watch the replays, you can always go to YouTube and it'll be right there. And you can put it on your screen. You can watch it on your phone, your tablet, your iPads, whatever device you have, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, because YouTube is on everything. So again, if you haven't subscribed to us over there on YouTube, you can go ahead and do that. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, you can go ahead and do that as well. Uh, next thing, if you haven't signed up for our daily encouragement emails, I encourage you to do so as well. Listen, the encouragement this morning, even though we sent it out, I needed it for my own personal life today. <laughs> Glory to God, because there's a scripture that was in that email that talks about no man is giving up houses, no man is giving up anything for the kingdom that shall not receive a hundredfold in this lifetime. Glory to God. And so that was a scripture that I really needed to hear, especially today. And so if th if there is something that you guys are in uh, if there is something that you guys are seeking after. Those daily encouragements will absolutely help you as you go throughout your life, as you go throughout your days, because I'm telling you, even though you may not need it for that day, you may want to get on the email uh, chain because you may not need, again, I, I've said this before, you may not need that email for this day, but you may need it for another day. You may need it at some point in life. And you never know when that email comes across that... Uh, that it'll be a blessing to you, just like it was to me this morning. So if you guys would like to be a part of that email community, I encourage you to send us your email address. You can email us at bjpministries at gmail.com, or you can direct message us on any social media platform. And we your email address, direct message us your email address, and we will add you to the email blast. If you do it tonight, 
We'll add you to it uh, to the email blast starting tomorrow morning, and you will start getting those emails Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. They go out right at 8 a.m., so you should be getting them in your email box at 8 a.m. It's almost because 8 a.m. is typically when people start their work days or uh, or whatever, and so that's why we scheduled it to go out that time. So uh, if you would like to be a part of that, let us know, and we will get those emails out to you. Amen. And lastly, if you guys would like to become a partner with this ministry, this ministry is doing great and wonderful things. We're blessing the people uh, all the time. Uh, like I said, any anytime you sow into ministries like this or you become a partner with ministries like this, listen, there, there's words that go across this uh, this this platform that we have that can be absolutely a bene- absolutely beneficial to your life. And so becoming a partner basically says, you know what? I'm going to join myself with them so that whatever they have on their lives, I'm going to have it on my life. And whatever I have on my life, I'm going to put it on their lives. That way we'll be better together. That's what partnerships look like. That's what partnerships look like. And so um, if you would like to become a partner and this virtual partner is just like it's, it's not just like a membership at a church, but. Uh, because we don't like, I mean, because we don't say membership, we say partners because we believe everybody has a part to play uh, where the ministry is concerned. And so we just, and, and we like using partnerships because we, we like that verbiage because it means both parties are doing something to aid, to come together. And sometimes with memberships, memberships are just one-sided sometimes. And so if you would like to be a partner of this ministry, if this ministry, if this ministry has been a blessing to you at any point in time, we'd love to have you. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to have you be a part of our family, our family, so that uh, so that you can grow and become and be everything that you need to be in Christ. Amen. And uh, also, if you guys have any prayer requests, any testimonies, listen, we pray for people every single week. I say it I say it all the time. We pray for people every single week. And so we get results every single week. And so uh, we love hearing the testimonies of the prayers. And if you just have a testimony that you would like to share, that this ministry has been a blessing to you, or um, you just have a testimony of something good God has done in your life, we love to hear about it. We love to hear about the wonderful things that God is doing in your lives because it's all encouragement. It all keeps us grounded in the goodness of God. And so share that testimony. If you need prayer, let us know so we can uh, come into agreement according to the word of God with you in prayer and watch that word come to pass. Amen. Glory to God. All right. I believe that's all our announcements. We will revisit these at the end. Uh, Govern yourselves accordingly. And so we're going to get right into the message tonight because I believe, again, it's going to be a blessing to you. And I believe this this message was so on time uh, because, again, it's the beginning of the year and because it's the beginning of the year. Oh, and, and the other uh, thing, if you guys are fasting with us, the things that we are fasting from are sweets, breads and drinking water. All right. Sweets, breads and we're drinking water. All right. So uh, if you guys would like to be a part of that fast, we encourage you to do so. We're taking this time. There are prayer initiatives, things that we're praying about. We posted it on the Facebook page. And we also posted it on the Instagram page. So if you would like to know our prayer objectives, um, <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. We're only drinking water. We're drinking water as our main source of of of, uh, of, of drink. <laughs> so we're not fasting from water. We're fa- uh, we're fasting from cokes. We're fasting from uh, all these different kinds of things that we don't need. Lemonades, all that kind of stuff that have sugar in it, all that kind of stuff. So we're mainly drinking water. Uh, anything that we normally would drink, 
Outside of that, it may be a smoothie as a meal replacement, something like that that has fruits and stuff like that in it. But uh, but typically, uh, if you're not drinking a smoothie or something like that, we would drink water. So we're not fasting from water. We're drinking more water and fasting from all the other carbonated drinks and uh, high fructose corn syrup, uh, high fructose corn syrup drinks, all those kinds of things, uh, so that we can get our bodies back in alignment and spend more time with God. And not allow our bodies to tell us what to do, but we're going to tell our bodies what to do. Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So let me pray and we're going to get into the word. I hope you all are excited to. Uh, and, and, and let me go ahead and tell you all this. This message is not going to be uh, one of those feel good messages because a lot of people don't like talking about the excuses that we like to bring up. Uh, because we like to justify what we like doing when we feel like doing it. And that's just the real of it. If I feel like doing something and I want to make an excuse, man, I know I ain't supposed to be eating this. And you can't tell me I ain't supposed to be eating this. So I'm going to go ahead and eat it. You make an excuse when in reality, you can simply put that down and go eat something else. People don't like because excuses is basically getting in your business sometimes. And, and people like holding on to excuses. But what people have to realize is that excuses keep you in the places that you already are. If we're trying to progress and if we're trying to grow, we're going to have to learn to eliminate the excuses. Otherwise, we can't grow and otherwise we can't change. And so I know specifically we're talking about eliminating uh, excuses for mind renewal so that we can keep our minds focused and so that we can keep our uh, our thoughts on the word of God so that we can continue to renew our mind. Because again, there, there are things that will come up that will tell you, hey man, you can't renew your mind to this. You can't start thinking like this. You can't keep that train of thought. All of these different excuses will begin, will begin to grow up and, and they'll become like um, They'll become like roots and they'll become like weeds in our lives. <laughs> and, and, and it's going to be difficult if we don't begin to deal with the excuses. How many how many of y'all have ever dealt with weeds? Because, you know, once you start getting weeds, sometimes it's difficult to get rid of those weeds. And so you have to take care of those weeds at the root in order for them to not to continue to grow and make everything look crazy. And that's what excuses do. If you don't deal with excuses at the root and dig them up and dig up the excuses. You're going to find yourself in different areas of your lives looking ugly because you never, ever dealt with the excuses and you continue to justify the stuff that you're doing rather than make decisions and change it. Amen. So we want to eliminate the excuses and we want to eliminate them so that we can continue to renew our minds so that we can continue to grow and become and be the people that are changed into the perfect and acceptable will of God, the satisfying will of God. Amen. If you understand that, if you understand what I'm saying, say amen. Time to get down to the root. Amen. That's right, Jeremy. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening for everybody that's come in. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into it because, man, this is about to be good. And, and, and again, this is one of those messages, you know, like I told you all a couple of weeks ago, when my when my trainers and stuff like that, <laughs> when they go to the gym and they get ready to work out, they call it fun. But sometimes when I go in there and when a lot of people that's just starting to train or been in there for a short period of time and they're not as into it as those people, they don't see that as fun. They completely renew their mind to call it fun and they enjoy that time where they're building their body to the place that it needs to be. Well, tonight, that's what we're going to be doing. That's what we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at some of those things so that we can uh, eliminate the excuses and change our mind so that we can continue to renew it. Amen. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you and we give you honor and we give you glory. Father, we thank you that as we go through the word tonight and we thank you that as we go through the message tonight, Father, we will not hold on to the excuses, but we will deal with them. We won't. Um, 
We won't justify our behavior, but we will begin to make the adjustments because we know excuses are used to keep us in the same place that we are. And Father, we desire to grow. We desire to prosper in 2023. We desire to be better in 2023. So in order to do that, we thank you for helping us eliminate the excuses so that we can be everything that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Listen, as I was praying, I think I think it was uh, I think it was last Wednesday before this message here. As I was praying, uh, I was just asking the Lord, you know, what are some tools, you know, that can help us, uh, you know, continue to get better to to continue to get better where renewing our mind is concerned. And I know we've been on this uh, series for almost for over two months now. Yeah, I think it's over two months, so maybe almost at three months now, maybe something like that. But we've been on it a good while. And so uh, I was just praying to the Lord, like, Lord, is there anything else that that we can do or anything else that we can share to help us in this area? Because I understand that it's very, very important, especially as a believer, you know, because, again, I say to you, the most important thing that you can do if you're not saved is to get born again, to get saved. That is the priority to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Listen, salvation. Salvation is number one. Salvation is most important. But what do you do after you get saved? Because salvation is an instantaneous event spiritually. The other part of salvation comes when you begin to renew your mind and begin to conform yourself to the ways of Christ and to the ways of the kingdom so that you can become more like him. And so, again, I say the most important thing that you can do as an as an already saved person, somebody who already believes in Christ, is renew your mind. Because until you until you understand the importance of renewing your mind, you won't change anything up here and ultimately change won't occur in your life. You will still be the same old person that you were before you got saved, before you went down in the water. You'll be the same kind of crazy person. You'll be the same kind of heathen. You'll be the same kind of person that you was thinking before you got dunked in the water. Why? Because salvation spiritually is God's part. But renewing our mind is our part. So we have to put in the work. And that's why we're talking about this tonight, eliminating excuses, because eliminating excuses is going to be up to you. Eliminating excuses is going to be up to you. So we can't hold on and continue to justify the behaviors that we're doing to keep us from this change. We must begin to make some adjustments. And so as I was praying, the word that kept coming up in my spirit, it was like a loud, resounding I was like, Lord, what, what, what else could we teach? And he said, we got to deal with excuses. I kept hearing excuses, excuses. And then I heard we got to deal with the excuses because a lot of times and just using it in a natural sense, we can come up with many excuses or many rationales or many reasons to not do what we're supposed to be doing. And at the end of the day, they become detriments to our lives because we simply won't get rid of the excuses and do what needs to be done and do what is necessary to make our lives better. That's naturally talking about. Well, if we're talking about that naturally, then how, when it comes to our spiritual lives and when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to the word of God and developing ourselves according to Christ, we got to get rid of the excuses because there are some excuses that creep up. Oh, I can't be like Christ. Well, who told you that? The whole point of you being a Christian is to become more like Christ. Yes, yes, you're not perfect, but you're supposed to mature into being people that are just like him. You're, you're going to be a continual work in progress, but it's a continual maturing process. It's a maturing, pro, it's, a, it's a maturing, progressive growth process that you should always be involved with so that you can be more like him. 
But if you don't understand it and if you continue to make excuses for why you can't grow, why you can't be better, why you can't be a different person in 2023 than you was in 2022, you'll be the you'll be the person getting the same results in 2023 that you were getting in 2022. And that's not what I and that's not where I want us to be. I want us to be people that can eliminate the excuses so that we can continue to renew our minds so that we can be changed. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about eliminating excuses. So first off, let's define excuse. What is an excuse? I believe I've already said it, but let's go ahead and slow down and break it down just a little bit. What is an excuse? What is the definition? It is a reason or an explanation to justify a fault or wrongdoing or an unaccountable behavior. I'm going to say that one more time. A reason or explanation to justify something that is wrong or a fault or to justify some unaccountable behavior. Why do I say unaccountable behavior? Because when people make justifications for stuff, when people try to make rationales for stuff, they don't want to be accountable for the things that they're doing. That's why they justify why they do what they do. They don't want nobody telling them that this is what they should be doing. They don't want nobody telling them that they should be praying and not watching TV. They don't want nobody telling them that they should make this kind of confession versus that confession. They don't want anybody trying to tell them, hey, you need to spend more time with God rather than spending it talking to friends, gossiping. People don't like being accountable for those things and they wonder why their lives are the way they are. That's why we have to get rid of the excuses. People continue to bring up reasons. People continue to bring up justifications for this unaccountable behavior and for the faults that they have. Let's just say you did something wrong. You know you weren't supposed to do it. But at the end of the day, you continue to make excuses for why you do it. Well, so-and-so do it, but that don't mean you should do it. Just because somebody else does it doesn't mean you should do it. That's you know, that's when I hear stuff like that, it reminds me of when we were a kid. And uh, and when somebody, you know, both of y'all over there doing the wrong thing, but one person getting in trouble and the other person did it and the person they got in trouble turned and tell they turned and tell them, well, hey, well, they was doing it, too. And somebody in the parent was like, well, I didn't see them, but I saw you. It didn't matter whether it, it didn't matter whether they got caught or not. At the end of the day, both of y'all were wrong. So be held accountable for the wrong thing that you were doing. And that's what a lot of times, sometimes people do in the church, sometimes people do it in life. When they don't get caught in it, they feel like they got away with it. So they make excuses for why they keep on doing it. Even though at the end of the day, this situation is wrong, but they find a reason, they find a justification, they find an excuse to say, hey, this is why I'm going to keep doing this thing. And then they wonder why they still have the same results in their life that... (laughs) That they had, that they're trying to get out of their life. They're trying to pursue better things. They're trying to be more like Christ, but they continue to bring up these excuses for why they don't read their word, for why they don't pray, for why they don't fast, for why they don't give. All these different things, man. BJ, you know my money. Go, I need. I needed to go here, man. You know what, BJ? You know I got a birthday party coming up. I I can't fast right now. Do you know how many birthday parties where I went? to and didn't eat what I wanted to eat because God told me to go on a fast. So you mean to tell me just because you go to a celebration, that means you can't just drink your water or eat something that you're supposed to eat there. You don't have enough fortitude. And again, these are different people now. If you know you're that kind of individual that can't go to that place and not eat, then you don't go to the birthday party. But if you but if you but if you're an individual that can withhold yourself from that, go to the birthday party and do what you're supposed to do. Just be there to celebrate with people. 
But uh, I said all of that to say we continue to make excuses to continue to do stuff that we want to do anyway. If God, if God called you to fast, this is using that, continue that example. Do you not think he already knew that you had a birthday party coming up? So basically what you what you begin to say, and people ain't going to like this. Basically, what you're saying is God is not more important than this birthday party. God's not more important than this pizza. God's not more important than this cake that I'm getting ready to eat. That's basically what you're saying. Because when you, when, when God called you to fast, he knew exactly what's getting ready to come up in your life. So basically what he's trying to say is, I need you to put that to the side right now because I got something that I want to download to you. And that's why I'm calling you to fast because there may be somebody there that needs my spirit at that moment, but you too busy trying to get a slice of cake, too busy trying to get a piece of pizza, or I'm trying to download something that's going to better your life, but you're too busy trying to do this. You're too busy trying to do that. You continue to coming up with excuses, wondering why your life is remaining the same. It's because we're not able to eliminate excuses so that we can continue to renew our mind. We have to understand that excuses are tools that are used by the enemy to keep us the same. Excuses are tools of the enemy to keep us the same. The enemy doesn't, the enemy doesn't want you growing. The enemy doesn't want you progressing. The enemy doesn't want you changing. Why? Because if he can get you to keep, if he can keep you from changing, then he can keep you from experiencing and showing people the goodness of God in your life. He can continue to, if he can keep you from progressing, if he can keep you from not showing who Christ is in the earth, then he can keep people from seeing Christ and ultimately not receiving the gospel. That is why renewing of the mind is important because if we're talking about proving that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that's going to be done as you renew your mind. But we got to get rid of the excuses. We have to eliminate them because if we don't eliminate them, y'all already know what's going to happen. Excuses are what we tell ourselves to get us to agree, watch this, to not pursue change. If you didn't know that's what they were, that's what they are. Excuses are what we tell ourselves to get us to agree to not pursue change. Well, BJ, I ain't necessarily agreeing to uh, uh, to not change. Well, what do you think you're doing when you make an excuse to continue to do something that God told you not to do? You are positioning yourselves and you are agreeing with the thing that's going to keep you from change. So if excuses, so so excuses are what we tell ourselves to get us to agree to, to not pursue change. <laughs> excuses is what we tell ourselves to get us to agree that we don't need to pursue change. And if you continue with excuses enough, and if you continue along saying these same excuses, ultimately the thing that you're trying to get changed will become almost like a stronghold in your life because that's the building block that you're building. That excuse that you continue to hold on to continues to make bricks in your life. Tuna makes bricks in your life and it continues to become that foundation on the thing that you stand on. And ultimately, you can't you can't ex exhibit the change or experience the change because that's what you have. You have that stronghold built around your life. Hmm. Yeah. Excuses are only made to only satisfy. Excuses are made only to satisfy to satisfy oneself. Absolutely. Excuses are just that excuses. That's right. So when we talk about excuses, when we're talking about those, we need to continue to eliminate them. When we're talking about them, you can begin to realize how silly excuses are when it when it comes in line with the word or when it comes to uh, 
when it comes to the things that oppose the word of God, that the things that oppose you from pursuing what God would have you to pursue. Now watch this. Excuses typically gives a people or gives people a reason to be lazy. And we're going to talk about this real quick because again, the enemy knows that if you're lazy, nothing can ever come to you. The enemy knows that if you don't read the word, the enemy knows that if you don't pursue prayer, the enemy knows if you don't spend time with God, the enemy knows that if you don't understand his word, then you won't be able to experience the thing he wants you to experience. And so that's why he wants you to hold on to the excuses because it will cause you to be lazy. It will cause you to not do the thing that you know you should be doing. So let's look at the scripture right now that shows what happens to a person when they're lazy. And that's in Proverbs 26, 12 through 16. It's four verses, but we're going we're gonna to get through all of them. Proverbs 26, 12 in the New Living Translation. This is the New Living Translation. It says, there's only one thing worse than a fool, and that's the smug, conceited man always in love with his own opinions. The lazy loafer says, I can't go out and look for a job. I think this is the Passion Translation. I'm sorry about that, y'all. I can't go out and look for a job. There may be a lion out there roaming wild in the streets. And then it says, as a door is hinged to the wall, so the lazy man keeps turning over hinged to his bed. Y'all see that? There are some people so lazy, they won't even work to feed themselves. A self-righteous person is convinced he's smarter than, than seven wise counselors who tell him the truth. Now, excuses are typically, excuses typically gives people a reason to be lazy. So in this scripture right here, let's break down a couple of things that the lazy person does. The lazy person says there is more hope for fools than people who think they are wise. The lazy person claims that there's a lion in the road. In other words, they could they this person, instead of getting up, wanting to do going to do what needs to be done, the lazy person, you know what? <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. I got the new limit translation in my notes, but I put in here the passion translation because I liked it so much. Let's pull it back up real quick because I like it more in the passion translation. Let's read it. There's only one thing worse than a fool, and that's the smug, conceited, conceited man always in love with his own opinions. The lazy loafer says, I can't go out and look for a job. In other words, they're getting ready to create an excuse. There's, There may be a lion. Watch this. There may be a lion. You ain't even went out there to see if there's a lion or not. You just want to go ahead and say, I can't go look for a job because there may be something out there preventing me from getting to my car to go apply for a job. Praise God right now, you can apply for jobs inside your house. But watch this. Even with those people who apply for jobs in their house, they always find a reason to not apply for one. The best man holiday, I mean, the best man final chapters is on, so I can't go apply. The lazy person always comes up with a reason or a rationale to figure out why they can't do something that they suppose that they know that they're supposed to be doing. The Bible says if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. So at the end of the day, you need to find yourselves producing rather than being lazy. And the person that is a lazy person who always create, always tries to give an excuse, always finds a reason or, try, or tries to justify why they're doing what they're doing. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced this. I don't, I mean, and y'all, y'all may or may not have, but one thing that can really get on somebody's nerves is somebody who's living with somebody who doesn't want to get up and at least do something or be, or add something to a house. Let me give you an example. Let's just say somebody is living in your house and, uh, you know, you didn't even ask them to get a job. They're living off your lights, your water, your food, your, your shelter. They have a bed to sleep in, but they won't even 
as a courtesy, get up and at least clean a dish or sweep a floor or do anything like that. They just want to lay there, do nothing and just reap all the benefits. There is nobody quicker that can get on somebody's nerves than somebody that's lazy like that. Because at the end of the day, you really should be out looking for a job. But at the bare minimum, you should at least take care of the place where you lay in your head if you ain't got nothing else to do. But that's what happens with lazy people. They always find reasons to find themselves not doing. And that's what excuses are. A lazy person always creates excuses. And then it goes on to say lazy people take food in their hand or let's go back to 14. I think it was 14, 14. Yeah. As the door is hinged to the wall. So the lazy man keeps turning over hinged to his bed. So just like there's a hinge on the door that keeps it from that keeps it opening and closing. The lazy man turns over like that in his bed. There are some people so lazy they won't even work to feed themselves. They won't even get up. They want to just live off other people. A self-righteous person is convinced he's smarter than seven wise counselors who tell him the truth. Now, I'm not sure if y'all ever experienced this before as well. These very same people who don't want to get up and do anything, these very same people that don't want to add anything to a household, they always got some kind of wisdom or truth that they're trying to give out or tell you on how life should be when they don't, when they don't even know how to function properly in society. And so that's what happens with lazy people. The enemy tries to continue to inundate them, to try to tell them all these kinds of things to keep them living off other people and continue to make excuses so that they can't be the people that God has called them to be. And that's being productive. You can't be productive when you're always siphoning off from somebody else. Producers give to other people. Consumers always trying to, they always siphoning and getting stuff for themselves. And that's, and God doesn't call us to be consumers. He calls us to be producers. And, and the lazy person is always consuming. And that's the position that you don't want to be. But watch this. Y'all saw that in that scripture where the lazy person continues to make excuses. They continue to make excuses. They continue to create rationales. Man, there's a lion out there in the street, so I can't go apply for a job. And then you go in there and check on them and find out what they're doing. They in there sleeping and they hinge to their bed, just like the door's hinge, just like it has a hinge on the door. They're connected to the bed and they won't move. They won't get up. And they give an, and they give an excuse or they give a reason <laughs> and they give a reason to say, hey, this is why I'm doing this or this is why I'm doing that. We can't be lazy people. And excuses push you in a position to be lazy. Excuses put you in a position to be lazy. <laughs> the, the, the New Living Translation says lazy people take food in their hand, but, but don't even lift it to their mouth. Ain't that crazy? They got food and everything available to them, but they want people to spoon feed them. That's what it's all. And it's almost like an entitlement mentality that, uh, you know, they like they haven't done anything. but They expect people to take care of them. It's food in there to go get. But then it, they expect people to come and feed it to them. That's what the New Limit Translation says. It says lazy people take food in their hands, but don't even lift it to put it in their mouth. Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. It's always the people who are not doing nothing that's trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. Now, that's a word right there. It's people that's always that's, that's never doing anything, always trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. Man, you shouldn't be investing in them. Well, where are you investing, my friend? Oh, man, I go to work all the time. Well, man, how are you trying to tell me about investing and you ain't never invested before? And not to say that that individual is lazy, but that individual may be lazy in their knowledge. The individual may be lazy and trying to pursue things outside of what they're currently doing. 
but you can't go in and tell somebody that you know nothing about. And that's what lazy people tend to do. They think that they're smarter than seven wise counselors. They think they're that they think that they're better than the people who are out here doing the thing that they desire to do a lot of times or even want to do sometimes, but don't even put in the work to even go and do it. They just want to tell people about it from something that they've con- that, that they've concocted on their own somehow. <laughs> you can be lazy physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Let's think about that for just a second. You can be lazy physically, emotionally, and spiritually. <clears throat> so what are some ways we can be lazy, y'all? What are some ways we can be lazy? It's okay to not read my word today. It's okay to not read my word today. What's wrong with that statement, y'all? Y'all know people said it. Y'all may have said it. I've said it before. It's okay if I don't read my word today. What's wrong with that statement? Because the Bible says that Jesus said, <laughs> the Bible says where Jesus quoted as says that we are supposed to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And every word that proceeded out of his mouth, most of his words were written down. And because they were written down, that is what we should be taking when we're not getting direct words from him. So we can't sit there and say, well, man, I can't read my word today because that's the very uh, life uh, sustainment that I have. That's the very that's the very thing that gives me life. And so I can't sit there and be like, man, I can't read my word today. This, to say you can't read your word today is saying the same thing as, man, I don't need to go get nothing to eat today. Man, I don't need to even uh, drink anything today. I don't even take. I don't even need to take in water. The very life force of of who we are it, it comes from the word of God. And if we're not getting the word, because the word says the very <laughs> our very being comes from the presence of God. We live and move and have our very being in God's presence. And so if we're not connected to that. We can't sit there and say, man, I don't need to be reading my word today because if I'm not reading the word, I'm not connecting to the very thing that gives me life. That's what we tell ourselves when we want to justify doing other things or to be lazy. Again, reading the word is the pulse of our lives and it gives us the ability to thrive. So we cannot neglect reading the word. But an excuse that we say a lot of time is, man, I don't even have time. It's okay for me. It's okay for me to not read my word today. Do you ever say it's okay for you to not get nothing to eat that day? Do you ever say that? And and that's an extreme example, but that's the truth of the matter. You don't ever get up and say, man, I don't need to brush my, well, some people do. (laughs) Some people get up and say, man, I ain't got to brush my teeth. Some people get up and say, I don't need to shower. You know, that's whatever. But at the end of the, let's use a, a universal example. A lot of people don't get up and say, man, I don't need to eat nothing today. So if you to get up and say, it's OK for me to not read my word, that's basically saying the same thing, because your very life nourishment comes from the word of God, from you spending time with God. So if you're not going to say, man, you don't need to eat today, then you don't need to say you don't need to read your word today. If you're going to say if you're going to say it's OK to not read my word today, then you need to also say it's OK to not get nothing to eat today. And most people won't even say that. And the very few that would actually say that they will find themselves fasting. <laughs> and the only reason why they won't, only reason why they'll be doing that is because they got a direct word from God to not be eating anything. Right? So let's not make that as an excuse. Let's change that in 2023. Let's continue to read our word and get revelation from the word. Another excuse some people say is this: I read my word more than so-and-so. I get into my, I go to church more than so-and-so. I, I listen to praise and worship music more than so-and-so. 
Why? What is wrong with that statement? Number one, why are you comparing yourselves with other people when Jesus should be your standard? Don't allow this. And I'm just and I'm just naming off excuses. I'm sure excuses are coming to your head left and right right now because Holy Spirit is always talking to you about some things that you need to adjust and some things that you need to change. And the things that you always tell Holy Spirit, the reasons why you can't do what he's telling you to do are the very excuses that you need to be eliminated. So as I go through these examples, Holy Spirit is going to bring up those excuses that you told him and let's start to eliminate them. Amen. <clears throat> so I read my word more than so-and-so. I, I praise and worship more than so-and-so. When you begin to put yourself in a comparative state with somebody else, when Jesus is your standard, you've already positioned yourself in the wrong position. That's an excuse that needs to be eliminated. I don't care what somebody else is doing because they're, I'm not living their life. Watch this, y'all. Yes, somebody somebody may not be living or uh, let me get this out. Somebody may not be reading the word like you are, but the reality of it is you may need to be in the word more than that individual because you're pursuing something that that individual isn't pursuing. So you can't look at them and be like, man, I'm I'm getting, you know, they, I'm not getting in the word more than them or they're getting in the word more than me when you, you just can't compare yourself with them. And so the reason why I'm saying that is this. At the end of the day, when you start comparing yourselves with individuals like that and say, man, I read my word more than them. You you're basically saying, man, they're my standards. So it's OK for me to let to, uh, to tailor off some of the uh, you know, some of the time that I spend in the word because so and so reads it an hour a day when I read it an hour and two minutes a day. Your comparison is not that individual. Your comparison should be what God is having you to do in your own life and you preparing and reading and getting and spending time with him for the duration of time that you individually need to spend time with him. Everybody is dealing with different things. And so their amount of time that they spend with God will, should be dependent on the things that they're dealing with. So that is why you shouldn't compare yourself to somebody else. And on the flip side of that, if somebody's in the word all the time, you can't look at them and be like, man, they in the word too much. You're, you're still comparing them because you don't know why they're in the word, because they're believing for something that they need to get in their own life, just like you need to be. So you may not need to be in the word like they are because they need to fill themselves up more with the thing that they're pursuing versus the thing that you're trying to pursue because you may already have that thing. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So we shouldn't even be comparing ourselves to one another. The only comparison we should be having is Jesus and Jesus is the standard. So. Uh, so watch this. Do you have everything that God has promised? If not, you need to keep on learning. Don't let that be an excuse. I read my word more than so and so I do. I go to church more than so and so. What does that even mean? You're supposed to be going to church anyway. You're supposed to be in your word anyway. So why are you looking at them when you should be looking at the father? You probably need to, because you're positioning yourself like that, you probably need to go to church more. You probably need to be worshiping more because you wouldn't have that, you wouldn't have that uh, perception or you wouldn't have that thinking if you were in the word more, because you would realize that your comparison isn't them, that your comparison is Christ. Another, another one that we uh, possibly say, I don't have to fast. Man, man, you know what, man? Be you, you, y'all be doing that fast and stuff. We ain't gotta do that. What's wrong with that statement? What's wrong with that statement? I don't have to fast. A lot of people don't think it's beneficial when it comes to the stuff that we want to do. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. 
And so we we create the excuse of, man, I don't need to fast. I don't have to fast. Why? Because I got stuff going on that requires me to do this. So I don't need to fast. Hmm. And, 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 and a lot of times when people say I don't need to fast, a lot of a lot of times their body is always telling them what they should be doing versus them telling their body what they should do. When it comes to food, when it comes to different things, they're always listening to their body and what their body craves versus what they're what what they know that that they should be putting in their body. And this is a and this is a tough subject a little bit because sometimes people don't like this, but the Bible says that your body is not your own. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so you need to be very aware of what you do with your body. And that comes that, that goes with food. And a lot of times people use this when it comes to premarital sex and having uh and doing all that kind of stuff, having sex before marriage, all that kind of stuff. But that but th that's included, but it's also talking about what you put in your body, what you feed your body. All that kind of stuff, because this is uh, this temple right here is not your own. It's Holy Spirit's also living in here. So when we're talking about I don't have to fast, why are you making that excuse just because you want to continue to do what you want to do? Oh, that's the reason why you just want to do what you want to do. So in other words, it doesn't matter what God wants. You're going to do what you want to do anyway. You want to do what you want to do anyway. So you're going to find yourself in a position that says, you know what? I'm God of my life, not God, not Yahweh. I'm God of my life. And because I'm God of my life, I'm going to eat this cheeseburger. Because I'm God of my life, I'm going to watch that show God told me not to watch when he told me to be in prayer. <clears throat> I'm going to find myself doing the thing that he doesn't want me to do. Why? Because I'm God of my life. And that's basically what you're saying. It's basically what you're saying. When you say when you say that I don't have to do something God told me to do, you basically have exalted yourself again. You, you basically exalted yourself to the place where God is versus where uh, versus where you should be. So we must make our bodies to do what we want and not what it wants. We don't think fasting is beneficial because we just want to do what we want to do. We got to eliminate that. We got to get rid of that. That's just an excuse. I don't want to fast. That's just an excuse. That's just an excuse. I can talk more about that, but let's keep going. Another excuse. I don't have time. I don't have time to do this. I got to take the kids here. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to work. I got to do this. I don't have time. Is God asking for 24 hours or is God just asking for 15 minutes? Is God asking for 24 hours or is he just asking for an hour? You, you constantly coming up with an excuse of time when the reality of it is everybody has the same amount of time throughout the same day. But the question is, what do you do with your time? Okay, God said, I want an hour of your 24 hours. But did he say you got to do a one hour consistently? Yeah, you may have all this other stuff going on, but can you do 15 minutes every hour, every two hours? Can you do 15 minutes every two hours? That will get your hour in there throughout the course of the day. But a lot of times people say, well, man, I ain't got no hour. But do you have 15 minutes every two? Yeah. You want to know how I know it? Because a lot of times jobs give you breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jobs give you breaks. <laughs> and so you can take that time or you can take a period of time throughout the course of the day to spend time with God and do what God is telling you to do. To say you don't have time is just another excuse to continue to, to give reason to why you can't do what God has called you to do. 
man, God called me to go back to school. But yeah, you just you want your night. Yeah, you may be working, but you want your nights to yourself. When God has said, I, all I need you to do is take a one hour class. And I ain't got time. What really what you're saying is not that you don't have time. What you're saying is I don't want to give up that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. <clears throat> you shouldn't say I don't have time. What you should say is, God, I don't want to give up that time because that time is my downtime. That time, that time is my time to where I can sit there and drink a glass of wine and lay in the tub. That time is my time. Who gave you the time to begin with? Who gave you the opportunity to sit in the tub? Who gave you that time? Who gave you that time? Because that's the real, that's the reality of the situation. I don't have time. No, you don't want to give up the amount of time necessary that God is calling for. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So everyone has the same amount of time in the day. Why is it you don't have time, but other people's, but other people do? Why is it that other people have time to do the thing that you can't do? And, and again, everybody has different scenarios. And so somebody may be able to allot that one hour. You may need to do 10, 10 minutes every hour, whatever it may be. If you, and that's the beautiful thing about God, if you make a commitment to do what he's telling you to do, he will make a way to do what he's called you to do. He will make a way. Just like he will always give seed to the sower to somebody who always wants to make themselves a giver, because that's what he promised. He says, if you make yourself a giver, if you desire to give, I will give seed to the sower. That's what a sower is, somebody who desires to give when God tells them to give. And if you become that sower, God says he will obligate himself to give you seed when it's time to sow. So likewise, when God promises to give you something, he when, when God promises you to I mean, when he when he commands you to do something, he will make a way for you to do that thing. Or you need to eliminate the things that are in your way from doing. it, <laughs> Or you need to eliminate the things in your way to keep you from doing. it. Yeah, God will make a way. But sometimes we got stuff that we just need to eliminate so that we can dedicate more time to what he's telling us to do. And again, I'm not being super spiritual with this. A lot of times God tells you, hey, you need to spend more time with your kids. You need to talk to them 30 minutes every single day to find out what's going on in their mind so that you can teach them rather than YouTube teach them. That's just an example. God may say, hey, you may need to spend your time with your wife. Y'all may need to spend an hour, 45 minutes talking to each other once every two days to regroup and make sure that y'all are on the same page to make sure y'all are good and to make sure that y'all relationship is great. Right. And so it's not always about, you know, you, it's not always about reading your being, being super spiritual, uh, you know, raising your hands, lifting your hands. Yeah. All of that's a part of it. Singing praise and worship to God. Yeah. That's a part of it. Yeah. You opening up a Bible and reading the scripture. Yeah. That's a part of it. But God may give you a practical thing to use in that time to present your life, a living sacrifice to him and to present and become that perfect and satisfying will in your life just by you doing that thing. But we got to get rid of the time excuse. Next one. I can do it tomorrow. I can do it tomorrow. Sometimes this is, an ex this is the excuse of a procrastinator. And sometimes tomorrow never comes. We all know this to be true. Anybody that has become conditioned as a procrastinator and I and I go I used to always be a procrastinator and I've gotten better at it over time to not be a procrastinator. But watch anybody that says, man, you know what? I'll get up and do it tomorrow. They will begin to realize that a lot of times tomorrow never comes. 
When you take time to do something today, and when you start doing something today, go ahead and make the point to finish that thing, because the more time goes on, and I'll do it tomorrow, you will find yourself seeing tomorrow never coming, and that thing that you were supposed to do three days ago is now being done maybe five or six days ago when it should have been done six days prior. We don't need to be procrastinators. We don't need to give the excuse, I can do it tomorrow. We don't need to create the excuse, oh, man, I can do this tomorrow, when in reality, you can go ahead and do it today. Again, sometimes this is an excuse of the procrastinator, and sometimes tomorrow never comes. Don't wait for tomorrow for what you can do today. Y'all hear me? Don't wait for tomorrow to do what you can do today, because you're developing a habit when you continue to put stuff off. And then you get in crunch time. All of us used to, well, I ain't gonna say all of us used to do it, but I can remember back in my school life, I used to do it all the time. Man, that homework is due on Friday. I'm gonna wait till Thursday night to do that homework. And so all this pressure is on me to do it Thursday night when I could have done it Tuesday. And I could have been chilling Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> Y'all follow what I'm saying? Procrastination and things like that, I can do it tomorrow develops habits in our lives to create unnecessary pressure that can sometimes uh, in that unnecessary pressure gets us to produce something that's not as best to get some to get somebody to produce something that's not always their best now are there times where you in crunch time can get something done yeah and, and it can be your best yeah but at, on a consistent basis we don't need to be always waiting to the last minute to do stuff we don't always need to be people saying hey we're going to do this tomorrow because if we do, we can continue with that excuse, develop that habit, and find ourselves always in pressure situations when we didn't have to always be in pressure situations. That's a practical nugget for you. We must develop a mindset to be great. And that means we have to push past excuses and not just do the status quo. We have to push past excuses and not just do the status quo. We have to develop a mindset to be great. And that means we have to push past these excuses and not just doing the status quo. Let's look at the next scripture uh, in Romans 14, 12. Now, this is in the Passion Translation. I got this here. It says, therefore, each one must answer for himself and give a personal account of his own life before God. Each one of us must answer for himself and give a personal account of his own life before God. Why do I have this here? Because when we're talking about pushing past excuses, when we're talking about not just doing the status quo, we have to be accountable for the things that we do. We have to we have to push past it. And the only way we can push past it is if we take accountability and take responsibility for these excuses that we make. Listen, nobody is going to stand before God on the things that you did besides but you. Yes, somebody, yes, somebody may have done something to you. They got to get they got to give an account for what they did to you. But you got to give an account for your response of what they did to you. So you need to understand that you need to take accountability and responsibility for the excuses that you consistently bring up on a day in, day out basis. You need to take accountability for that. You need to take responsibility for that because if you don't, remember last week I said nobody is responsible but for changing your mind but you. 
And if you think God is going to open your head up and put in you a brand new mindset just so you can experience the will of God, you are sadly mistaken. God has already put in you everything that pertains to life and godliness. It is up to you to take what he's put in you and utilize it in your day in and day out life. Are you willing to put in the work to do what needs to be done? Are you willing to do what needs to be done? Are you willing to eliminate excuses so that you can continue to renew your mind? Because if everything that always comes out of your mouth is an excuse, you will find yourself in a place of consistency and not progress. Consistently consistently not experiencing progress. You will remain the same. You will remain the same. And anybody that understands that and anybody that ever knows that and anybody that ever experienced that knows that to be true. So I want to pull us up out of this and not hold on to excuses so that we can experience that change that we so desire. But if we're not willing to do that, if we're not willing to say, hey, I need to get rid of that. You know what? You know what? I've been blaming other people when I really should have been blaming myself. You know what? I've been blaming my tiredness when I really could have got up and did something to exercise my body. I've been blaming me being tired while I can't get into the word. (laughs) You know, I think it's funny because it happens to me all the time. And this is just me talking about myself. You know, a lot of times when I get ready to go to sleep or sometimes when I get ready to go to sleep, I go put on a message so I can listen to it. And then I wake up and cut it off when I realize I'm going to sleep. Now, now I used to listen to the message all the way throughout the night. But what I realized is this. We can use the word of people preaching and stuff like that. And I'm just talking to myself as a sleeping potion, per se. And if I really wanted to pay attention to what was being said, I need to get up out of the bed, sit up so that I can be alert and hear what is what is being said. And I say that to say. I say that to say a lot of times we use that as an excuse to say, man, you know what? I tried to read the word, but it put me to sleep. Oh, but you just read a novel or you just read or you just watched TV. You just watched a basketball game. I can't use a novel or I can use watching TV. Oh, you couldn't you couldn't get into the word for 30 minutes, but you can watch the basketball game for two and a half hours. Oh. We want to know why? Because you sat up and it was alert to see what was going to happen. If, the, if, if our boy was going to duck in the game, if our dude was going to shoot a three, if our dude was going to cross him up, you was going to be alert to see that, but you wouldn't be alert to sit down and lit, and read the word or listen to a message. Those are excuses, man. Every time it seems like every time I, I go to listen to a message or I go to read the word and my eyes just begin to close, well, start doing jumping jacks or something. Do something to uh, get yourself alert so that you can pay attention. We can't continue to make excuses for not making our lives better because we can do it for everything else. Why can't we do it for the things that God has called us to? We have to eliminate excuses for my renewal. Now, um, do I have time to go through these? Mm, I'm going to go through them. And uh, if we want, if we're going to get through them, I'm, I'm going to just list them. But, but, I'll, but I'll probably come back and talk about these ways to push past excuses. Ways to push past excuses. Yep. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. That is what the word says. We have to work out our own salvation. Ways to push past excuses. I got one, two, seven of them. Believe it is possible. Number one. Number two, allow yourself to make mistakes. 
Number three, don't fear failing. Number four, don't quit. Number five, make small goals. Number six, take accountability. And number seven, uh, move even when you don't want to. That's the big one. Move even when you don't want to. <laughs> move even when you don't want to. Ways to push past excuses. Number one, believe it is possible. Allow yourself to make mistakes because a lot of times people don't even move because they fear they're going to make mistakes. That goes along with number three, don't fear failing. But you got to allow yourself to make mistakes. You got to allow yourself to miss it so you can get up and do what's right. Don't fear failing because failure is a part of life. The question is, uh, are you going to call yourself a failure or will that thing just be a failure? That, that's something big you got to think about. Don't quit. Just don't quit, man. Don't quit. Make small goals because I, I, I love the snowball method, you know, especially when it comes to uh, getting rid of, of different kind of debts in your life. You know, uh, if you have a thousand dollar credit card debt, or if you got a thousand dollar loan and you two thousand dollar loan or if you got a thirty thousand, you know, uh, if all that's on your credit report, you, the snowball effect says if I take care of the small one first, I get that victory over this man. If I can do a thousand. Excuse me, I may be able to do the next one, the 10,000. So when we say make small goals, <clears throat> accomplish some things so that you can get some mojo going so that it can start going down the hill, the snowball effect, so they can get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you can be encouraged, encouraged, encouraged to let you know that you can do this thing. This is a way you can push past excuses. Yeah, you may not be able to commit an hour to the gym, but yeah, can you get up and go walk for 15 minutes? Right? Because if you can get up and walk for 15 minutes, for five straight days, after that, it can be 20 minutes. When you make small goals like that, you can make progress versus remaining the same. 15 minutes of walking is better than no minutes. Don't quit. Make small goals. Take accountability. Man, that's good. Own your laziness and take responsibility for where things are in your life. That's, that's probably the number one Achilles heel. People don't want to take responsibility and they don't want to be accountable for where they are in life. When things aren't going right, when things aren't going the way they're supposed to be going, the person you need to turn around and look at, yeah, you need to talk to God about it, but you need to turn around and do some self-evaluation. And a lot of times people don't want to take self-evaluation or take accountability because that's going to call out their laziness. It's going to call out some different things that they may or may not be doing. And people don't like that it, because people want to hold on to those excuses. I can say that because that happens with me. You want to hold on to the excuses. You want to hold on because it gives you justification for the wrong thing that you're doing. Or want to get, or you want to give justification for the unaccountable behavior that you're doing. So we need to be people that own and take accountability and own our laziness. If you're being lazy, just own it. But don't own laziness and stay what. Well, like, I know myself. I know I'm lazy. Well, since you know you're lazy, make a change. <laughs> but don't just own laziness and stay lazy. <laughs> All right. And move even when you don't want to. This is another practical step. A lot of people use this when it comes to depression, you know, because when people are depressed and things of that nature or when they're trying to. uh you know, if they're feeling a certain way, all of that's overwhelming them. A lot of people stay in bed, they stay in the dark. A lot of times people say, if you make this step, then you can go to the next step. And so if you can get up out of bed, you can you can generally say, OK, now I can go cut the light on. But if you never make one step, even when you don't feel like it, you sometimes you got to make yourself move. You got to move even when you don't want to. If you can get to the point of moving, even when you don't want to, then you can start making progress rather than staying the same. Just like when I told y'all last, uh, I think that was last week, 
when I told y'all that I that I had to use my own self as an example when it came to me working out, man, I, I, it was last week because I was like, man, I did not feel like going to work out one day last week. And man, it wasn't until five minutes into the actual workout. I had to make myself get up. I had to make myself get up <clears throat> from my house, get dressed, drive over there, and then started my workout. And it wasn't until five minutes in that I actually got some energy and I started realizing, man, I can get through this workout. But a lot of times we stop before we even leave the house. We won't even put the clothes on. We won't even make a decision to put clothes on. And even if we start making decisions, sometimes we get down the road and like, man, I just ain't going to make it. Man, there were several times on that ride over to the gym. I was like, man, I can just turn around and go home. Ain't nobody going to miss me. But the person that was going to miss me was myself because I'm the one with the goals. So I need to continue to take responsibility and hold myself accountable to the stuff that I decided to do to make my life better so that I won't so I can eliminate the excuses. So we have to move sometimes when we don't want to. And I know. I talked about those just a little bit, but I want to come back and really go through these uh, step by step because I believe these will be a blessing to you to help you push past some of the excuses so we can eliminate them. And man, did y'all get anything out of there tonight? Did y'all get anything out of there tonight? If you did, give God some hearts, give God some likes, give God some comments. Y'all say, y'all say, thank you, Lord. Say, man, you know, give God some praise right now. Glory to God. Give God some praise right now. Because God is definitely good. God is definitely awesome. And I enjoy what he's doing. Even when the enemy tries to attack and do crazy things, I enjoy <clears throat> what God uh, is doing behind the scenes. Amen. <clears throat> it's offering time, y'all. It's offering time. It's offering time. And I believe we need messages like this, especially at the beginning of the year, to lay as a foundation to help us push past any excuse that we may have uh, to do the things that we set out to do in 2023. Yes, this is a new year. But the question is, will you eliminate the excuses so that you can experience the stuff that you want to experience in this new year? Because nothing's going to change if you don't change. Nothing's going to change if you don't change. Yeah, you can desire to be fit all you want, but until you get up and go to a gym, and I, and I know I use that frequently, and that's probably because that's what I'm doing right now. All those years, man, I expected this certain kind of body change, and man, me and my wife will walk. Me and my wife will go out and we will walk five miles. We will go out and walk five miles, but it was, you know, we were being healthy. We were, you know, we were uh, burning calories and things of that nature, but my body wasn't being defined the way that I would think that my body would need to be defined so that I can be strong going forward. Now, for some of y'all that don't know, yes, it's good to walk, but you also should get to the point where you build muscle up in your body because that is how your body uh, handles, handles, handles itself for the long haul. You know, if you just walk, yeah, you burn calories, but yeah, you're not strengthening the things that are already attached to your body so that it can, so that it can work optimally. And so, and it gives you definition of things that nature and your body begins to look ways that you want it to look. And so, yeah, you may get skinny, but you may not be toned here. And the reason why, and the reason why you may not be toned is because you're not moving that muscle and getting that resistance. Yeah, you're getting smaller, but are you getting toned and looking the way that you want to look? That's just a statement for uh, another time, but, uh, or just for something for you guys to think about. But I use that often because, a lot of times, man, we just 
we have to push past the way we feel all the, a lot of times in order to get the results that we want. And I don't want us to sit here and think that we can sit here and just and, and absolve ourselves of uh, of not moving or pushing past this stuff. Uh, so that we can receive the, the things that God has told us to, because we have to realize there is an enemy out there. There's an enemy out there and he's absolutely after us. He doesn't want you to see change. He doesn't want you to be prosperous. He doesn't want you to have a great 2023. He wants you to be just like you were in 2022 and worse. But if we don't get in our minds that no matter what comes our way, we're going to push past it and we're going to eliminate excuses, we will be experiencing the same kind of stuff. So I said all that to say, as we get into the offering teaching, you can give through cash app, tidily, give the fire or text give to the number on your screen. If you don't begin to make commitments to give and obey God in this area of giving, how are you ever going to begin to experience kingdom prosperity? Now, you know, I don't always, you know, go this route in teaching this, but I believe it's a point to teach it tonight. There is a such thing as kingdom prosperity where you can sow your sow your seed where moth and, 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 and uh where moth and, and, and stuff like that doesn't corrupt it. And God has set up a place for, for you to obey him. It's not about the dollar amount, but it's about your obedience. And when you obey God, you set up yourself for future provision whether that's a dollar, a thousand dollars, a million dollars. The amount doesn't matter to God because God owns everything every, anyway. He's looking for obedience out of you. And if he can get obedience out of you, then he can set up future provision based on what you obey him to do. I mean, I mean, based on what you, what he told you to do. And so when we talk about giving, we're talking about setting up your future provision based on what God is telling you to do. Now, that's again, that's why we don't tell y'all a certain amount to give. We ask y'all to ask God, what should you be giving? And if you have been blessed by this message, we just encourage you to sow into what uh, you've been blessed by and to give based on how God is telling you to give. Because when you do that, that's when everything will be taken care of. That's why I don't put no pressure on nobody. That's why I don't tell nobody what they should be doing. It's between you and God, because whatever you give is between you and him. And when you obey him, he's responsible for it, not me. He's responsible for your future provision. And that's why I love it that way. That's why whenever he tells me to give, I can't get mad at the church I gave to. I can't get mad at the charity I gave to. I can't even get mad at the person I gave to. If I obey God and did what God told me to do, I can't get mad at nobody else because God is the one that's going to set up my future provision because he asked me to do it. I can't ever miss out when I obey what God tells me to do. I don't care what that person did with it. God may tell this person, God may have told me to give a homeless person $30 or $100. They may go and take that money and do something that they're not supposed to do with it. But because you obey God, God is going to honor you because you did what he told you to do. Now, he may have told that homeless person to do something else with that $100. That's going to be between God and that homeless person. Y'all see what I'm saying? That's where you got to make the disconnect. That's where you got to renew your mind and think differently about it. And that's where people get caught up in all of this. Man, what they going to do with my money? Man, what they going to do with this? Man, they already got enough money. Why they need my money? They don't need your money. You are the one that need to obey. Y'all follow what I'm saying? You are the one that needs to obey. And so it's not about, 
It's not about what I need. It's not about what this ministry needs. It's about you obeying God. And we want to always make sure that that's always front and center. It's not about you doing something for me. It's not about you doing something for the ministry. It's about what God is telling you to do and developing that relationship with him. And when you do that, he sets up provision for your life based on you obeying him. Amen. And that's a teaching that always needs to be shared when it comes to giving. That's a teaching that always needs to be shared. And so uh, since we're talking about training real quick and I'm going to let y'all go, we need to train ourselves in giving. We can't see results in giving because we haven't trained ourselves in consistent giving. We can't see results in giving because we haven't trained ourselves in consistent giving. Going back to the workout example, you mad because you can't do 50 push-ups when you're not consistently doing 10. You can't go in the first day and do 50 push-ups if you've never been push up. If you've never been doing push-ups, you gotta con- you gotta consistently do push-ups in order to increase the number of push-ups you can do. Well, this is also the next thing that you need to understand. You can't consistently reap from the kingdom if you're not consistently giving. You want to come in and give once every Easter or once every Christmas and expect God to rain down an abundance of blessings on you because you heard him at Christmas, you heard him at Easter, but did you hear him on July the 10th? Did you hear him on August the 5th? We have to train ourselves to be consistent givers in order to consistently reap from the kingdom. This is kingdom prosperity. This is this is this is kingdom giving that we're talking about. Asking God should become a daily occurrence when it comes to giving. That's what we should be developing ourselves to. And when we train ourselves consistently, excuses become non-factors because your training becomes commonplace. That's real good to me. When you train consistently, your excuses become non-factors because your training becomes commonplace, just like it's common for you to come up with an excuse and not ever do what you know you're supposed to do. If you consistently do the thing that you're supposed to do, that will be become that will become commonplace for you. And the excuses will be pushed out the door because you're more used to doing your training versus the excuses that you're constantly giving. Man, that's a word for somebody tonight. If you consistently do something, your excuses will become non-factors because the normal thing for you now will be your training. You know, I used to have an excuse, and I'm going to let y'all go. I used to think that I couldn't go to the gym every day at three. In the middle, of, I, I used to think that I couldn't go to the gym. I, I used to say, man, I got this to do. I got that to do. But once I consistently began to do it, I began to see how that excuse for me going to the gym was nothing but that. And I can go every single day at three o'clock when I'm in town. I can go every single day. And I began to realize that that was just an excuse that I used to tell myself to keep myself from not going. And so basically what I'm telling you is now going to the gym has become common for me and and an excuse becomes weird for me not to go to the gym rather than going. Whereas before I started, going to the gym was weird and and staying at home was common. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Y'all see the switch that happens? When you begin to train yourself, that becomes commonplace and the excuse becomes non-existent or it becomes of no effect because you've now trained yourself in doing something that God wants you to do. So when we're talking about giving, you not giving will become weird for you because you've so trained yourself in giving and you've seen God do so many wonderful things where giving is concerned. You have no other choice but to ask him, God, should I be giving here? 
because you've trained yourself. It's become commonplace for you. So the excuse that you don't have or God doesn't want me to give becomes non-existent because when you get ready, because whenever that opportunity comes for you to give, you're always asking God, God, should I give? Because that now becomes your training. That's why I started off. We need to train ourselves and give. So as you continue to hear God tonight about your giving, we'll come back next week and finish this message. We'll come back and uh, talk about this some more, because I believe as we start off this new year and we're still in the series of renewing your mind, there will be excuses coming all over the place to keep you from doing the things that God wants you to do in 2023. And I want us to be able to eliminate those excuses. Amen. So if you're giving tonight, give me a cash app, dollar sign BJ Piggy Ministries tithely and Givelify. You can set up your account there where you can give with a credit card, debit card, ACH transaction check, any one of those things. It's, it's a safe place to give. Nobody's going to steal your information. You can give securely there or you can text give to 844-952-3394. Amen. Obey God. And that's all we ever ask you guys to do. Amen. I love y'all. Man, the announcements are, man, if you guys want to join the daily encouragement, Send us your email address. Uh, thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. Thank y'all so much for your engagement. Uh, share this message with your friends and family if it was a blessing to them. Listen, talk to your family about eliminating excuses in 2023 so they can be better as well. Amen. And if you want to join the podcast, go to anywhere where podcasts are uh, given. You will find BJ Piggy Ministries. And if you have any prayer requests or testimonies, we love to hear them. You can email, uh, you can message us on social media or you can email us. I love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at BJ Piggy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or Givelify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in the authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world. Jesus is